I'm Carrie. And I'm Stephanie. And this is the Love and Nonsense Podcast. Hey, Carrie. Hey, Stephanie. We are here to finally review some of the Hallmark March movies. Yeah. That we all, that we just watched this weekend. (laughs) Yeah. We all pretty much just watched today. (laughs) No, I watched yesterday one today. (laughs) That's what I did too. But, you know, I like to do that because I don't want to... I don't want to forget what I want to talk about, and I will definitely forget if I give too much space between our recording. We're recording this on Sunday, which I think is funny because I didn't even realize that Ride is coming out today. Did you you realize that? I realized it earlier this week, I think. But what I didn't realize was I thought it was on Hallmark Movies and Mysteries. So then I went to Sunday, and I was like, this is just reruns of Golden Girls or something. And so then I thought I was wrong. And then I saw it's on the actual Hallmark channel. I was like, oh, okay. Well, and what was what really confused me is somebody was like, oh, I cannot wait for the last episode of The Way Home. And mm-hmm. that's tonight, too. So they've moved that to 8 o'clock tonight just for today mm-hmm. <laughs> so that they can air a ride at 9 o'clock. Huh. I was like, that's really weird. I didn't realize it was coming out because I was thinking it was the last like the way home but then when we were watching these movies it was like oh my gosh that tyler hines movie says that's tomorrow (laughs) i know (laughs) and that tyler hines movie just came out yesterday so it's like oh dear but now i guess i can watch the way home since all the episodes are going to be out that's what i said i said i think i'll watch them i can binge watch the first season and then maybe do like a review on it or something but if you're going to binge watch it too maybe we could binge watch it and like pre-record an episode for as a mm-hmm. review for the middle of, or maybe one yeah. of our Mar- May episodes. Yeah, that sounds good. And I'm almost tempted to watch Ride live because these previews are getting me. And I'm in this very like Western country mood because the contemporary books I'm writing are like this small town Westerny mood. And <laughs> I feel like it's very inspirational. <laughs> well, I say go for it if you want to. Uh, we'll see. I'm in the middle of Blue Bloods right now. So. I don't need another show. (laughs) Okay. All that aside, first up, we're going to talk about a winning team with Nadia Hada and Christopher Palaha. When pro soccer player Emily finds herself no longer in the game, she teams up with Ian, a laid back small town coach, to lead her niece's team to the playoffs. So set, I'm going to give it a three. I mean, that's what I gave it. Yeah. It was just a soccer stadium, a bar. Like I... Nothing too crazy, normal house. I wrote nothing stood out to me except for I thought that the first scenes when they were in the soccer stadium, I thought that was like some sort of a weird green screen kind of Mm because it just had a really strange look to it. And I don't know if it was like the way they were filming. But then I Googled because I was wondering where this was like filmed or whatever. And Mm -hmm. it was in Canada and it was supposed to be a spring movie, but it was like literally like a snowstorm happening in Canada. There was even to the point that there was like a fountain in one of the scenes and they had to heat up the water so that it wouldn't be frozen. (laughs) Oh my gosh. This is when you film the Christmas movies. (laughs) I know people get it together. So I thought that that was kind of funny. And in that, they had the lady talking about being in the stadium or something like that. The coach, I think, was had was quoted on saying something. And, and so I was like, okay, so they really were in a stadium. But that just was very weird. 
Yeah, I think it's because they didn't have a lot of like fans, obviously, to fill the crowd. So then it was a weird cut that made it look green screened if they really were there. I don't know. It was awkward. Yeah. Okay. Three for the setting. Moving on now to style. <laughs> what what did you give it, Carrie? Okay, so I gave it a three. I'll let you go with the one thing that I know that you're going to say, which is the first thing on my list. Okay. I'm hovering between a two and a three, and I think I'm going to give it a two because it was, it's so bad. Christopher Palaha's hair is so bad in this movie, and we love Chris. It was like they were trying to make him look younger, but this hair actually had the opposite effect of making him look older, but like trying to look like he was still young. And it kind of gave off a creepy vibe sometimes. And Chris is not creepy. No, he is not. So it was just bad. I did not like his hair either. And I will add to that saying I didn't love much of the other style. I mean, there was a lot of like workout outfits and jerseys and whatnots. But I mean, I did like her blue dress, although it was really strange to me that you're going to paint in that dress. That was odd. I was gonna say I'm just a hot mess. There like there's 0% chance I should do anything in that dress. I shouldn't probably even breathe. (laughs) Because yeah, I was like, like, why did they do that? I think I must have missed something about why they volunteered to do that right before their date. And their I don't know. (laughs) either and then I did like the outfit that she was wearing with like I think it was a floral shirt and the red pants when they went and sat out on that picnic table I don't love red so I wouldn't have picked red but I did really like the pants like the wide leg pant and stuff I thought they looked good and you know but those are the only two things that really stood out to me the whole time Hmm. other than his bad hair Yeah, I really liked her blue dress, too. I liked she wore this, like, gray sweater dress. I don't know if it was a dress or it was a two-piece. Was that at the very end? The, uh, I don't know. Maybe it was at the very end. I don't remember where it was, but I remember thinking it was cute. And I liked her hair a lot of the times. She's really pretty. I liked her. Well, we'll get into story. We'll get into that. But style-wise, I- it was not great. <laughs> I have one more thing for styles. So okay. when they did at the end, they passed out the jerseys with the names on them. Mm-hmm. This totally made me think of Little Giants. Have you seen Little Giants? Yeah, but like a long time ago. Okay, so this is a kid's movie where this girl, she plays on this football team, and she is playing with a bunch of misfits against her uncle's team, who's like the best team. So her dad is the coach coaching against his brother and the dad buys them jerseys with their names on them. And the little boy that's like this little scrawny boy with snot in his nose all the time. He's like, so that the people at the morgue can identify the bodies. (laughs) Oh my goodness. And this is what made me think, this is what it made me think of. So, so that the people at the morgue can identify the bodies, although they won. So spoiler. Oops. Although I'm sure everybody saw that coming. (laughs) Yeah. All right. That's all I got for style. Okay. Moving on to storyline. I I think I give this a two. Okay. I gave it a three, but I almost gave it a two. Okay. Obviously, we did not love this movie. (laughs) That's for sure. (laughs) Okay. what, What made you bump it up to a three? Well... What made me want to go down to a two first is the whole first half. I really did not like her the first half of the movie. Because she came in so strong about win, win, win. It's always about competition. You got to win, win, win with her attitude. And yeah, and she's just so 
over the top and I didn't like, and I was kind of torn between, is it the way that it's written or is it her acting? I did feel like there became a point probably around the point where they went to the picnic table where Mm -hmm. I felt like it kind of like got a lot better. So the second half or whenever that happened, which was a little after second half, I think I was like, okay, I can get into this, but I'm not going to rewatch this movie because I don't want to watch the first half to get to the second half that I enjoyed. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I was just kind of bored throughout it. Chris's hair really brought me down. And so it just tainted everything for me. (laughs) Like there were pieces I liked. I liked her with her niece and that little storyline was really cute. And then I never really got behind Chris's character. Like, he never actually felt laid back to me. It was more of just, I don't know, had this vendetta against winning with her. And it was only there because she was so hardcore for winning. I don't know. I never got a laid back vibe from him for whatever reason. I I can see that. I feel like he save this movie though uh from it being really bad to me if it had been somebody else i think i would not have liked this movie at all i feel like if there was someone else who had better hair and possibly better chemistry with the girl then it could have worked better see and i didn't think he was the problem with the chemistry i felt like she was the problem with the chemistry because i did write down here the way he kissed her at the end with his mm-hmm. like hand on her face and I was just like oh man you know what I'm saying like I felt it from him I did not feel it from her until the very end I guess like even probably 15 minutes in to the mm. end you know what I'm saying like I just I don't, don't think the romance was written very well it wasn't there was never really very many romantic parts where you could see them like falling in love it was really just soccer focused and her attitude dealing with her family stuff I just think it was a mismatch and it didn't just didn't work for me. Okay. And, and I will say, I did not think that this was what this movie was going into it for whatever reason. I guess I'd forgotten the summary because I was thinking it was the, that she needed a coach. Oh no. <laughs> and, and he was going to be the coach. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I don't know where don't, your mind came up I don't know where that. I got that from, but that's, that's what I was thinking at the beginning. <gasps> oh man. Okay. Uh, Is that all you have for storyline? Yep. Okay. So then stars, I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it a four for their individual people. As a whole, it's probably down there at a two, but Chris is like a five because I always want to see him and I liked Nadia and want to see her again. So it just averages out to like a four. (laughs) Okay. So this is actually what I wrote. Chris, five. (laughs) Yeah. No surprise. Uh, Her, meh. Aw, poor Nadia. Brother and niece loved them. <laughs> yes, very cute. But I will say, I also was really thrown off at the beginning. I don't feel like anybody did any like, hey, let's talk about how you play soccer. I felt like she never looked like a professional soccer. Like they never even put any effort into making her look like a professional soccer. She was like hitting those, kicking those goals. And I was like, first of all, you're like, three feet from the goal if you can't make it in the goal from three feet away you shouldn't be a professional player anyway but carry 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 too picky I I really didn't (laughs) like it I was like even like the montage at the beginning that's part of the reason I didn't like the montage at the beginning of them being in the soccer thing it just all felt so so fake Mm. what about when she took Chris down for their meet cute she literally Um, tackled him on the field 
I just thought that she was being rude. Yeah, that was pretty mean. That's what I put about the stars. But Chris is always Goodness. a five. So always a five, no matter the bad hair. Okay. So what did, and what did the... you give it for spring? Even though this technically spring. was not a spring movie, it was not cataloged as a spring movie. I that's true. I'm gonna give it a one since they look freezing cold. They're in jackets and it's just not very spring like. <laughs> I gave it a two. I Gave it a two, though, because I think because I read that article about it and I was actually surprised at how not bundled up they were for as cold as they made it seem like it was when they were filming. So Hmm. I guess that's something. And it's a nonsense. Agreed. Sorry, Chris. We love you. We can't wait to see Christmas at the Biltmore. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) we know that'll be good. Okay. Unexpected Grace. Unexpected Grace. I just made a theme song. Okay, I was going to say, is that a song? No. (laughs) I'm just (laughs) killing time because I didn't click on the about section to read about it. So this was starring Erica Durant and Michael Rady. When lonely young Grace finds a note from a schoolgirl looking for a friend, she excitedly writes back, setting off a chain of events that ultimately changes the lives of three people. So. Yep. (laughs) Set. I gave it a three. Why did you give it a three? Well... I really don't remember much, but I guess I did like Erica's home's kitchen with those blue cabinets, Mm -hmm. and I did like the coffee shop that they all hung out at, and I like the bookstore, so. Is the bookstore and the coffee shop not the same place? If they are, they're a different spot. I don't know. I didn't think they were the same place. Because the boy brings her hot chocolate there, right? But she's back in the book stacks. Maybe I'm thinking like the tea shop that I call the coffee shop, because there are different spots, I thought. I just, I wrote down the bookstore um, and I was thinking that that's where she went and got hot chocolate or whatever. And the boy was there helping and he was like serving. So I thought it was like a coffee shop bookstore kind of a combo thing is what I was thinking of. Well, the place I, I really liked was the where they made the wishes in the fountain with the balloons. Oh, okay. I don't know what that was. Okay. And I wrote that I really liked the cabin also. That By was- that point in the movie, I don't even remember what this cabin looked like. So... <laughs> Stephanie didn't like this movie as much as I I almost DNF'd it. I almost stopped, like, I think at the middle, like, after something happened. But we'll get into that. I was like, oh, my gosh. Okay. Style, I am going to give it a five because of Michael Rady. (laughs) He looked dang good this whole entire freaking movie. I mean, Erica looked fine, I guess, but it was Michael. He did look nice. I didn't mark it up for him. I gave it a four. But I liked her outfits at the very end. She had the blue dress and then the outfit when they were releasing the balloons with the green jacket. I liked both of those a lot. And I really enjoyed the fact that the daughter had the blue jean jacket that she was wearing that actually became part of the plot line. Yeah, that was Because she found the pocket, the note in the pocket from the boy at the bookstore where he found out that he was interested in her and asking her to go to the dance with him and you know i really appreciated that that they took something style wise and kind of like wrote it into the storyline so Mm -hmm. that was good and i liked her headphones with the little cat ears on them that was cute (laughs) all right so what did you give it for storyline because i think it's going to be a lot lower than mine i give it a um i'll be nice and give it a two okay i gave it a four i actually really like a four I oh felt like this gosh. story really kind of felt like a Godwink movie. It had so many problems. 
Okay, and you're going to get on to me about the soccer playing? <laughs> what are the, the soccer problems? playing was a what are the problems? Well, let let's let's see. First of all, we have a grown woman talking to a child who she knows is a child and does not immediately identify herself as an adult. And she continues talking with the girl until finally she has to get advice from her grown adult friend who and be like, what should I do? And the guy's like, well, you need to break it off and, you know, tell her you're an adult. Like common sense. So that's first off. Okay, second wait a of second. All, wait, I mean, it was only like two messages. So it's not like she was talking to her for a year and never told her. You know what I'm saying? I mean, two, three messages too many. I agree it was too many, but I also can understand that she was not expecting this to come up and to have your daughter's thing. You know, it'd be something that your daughter did before she died that it would make it emotional and kind of like make you. Sure. But how would she feel if it was her daughter talking to some random adult online? Well, he handled it very well. Well, that was another problem. Secondly, (laughs) who she Michael's daughter, Grace, is like, oh, I'm going to go see a new friend. And she was going to walk to this house. And he's like, oh, I'll drop you off. And he goes and he drops her off at the end of this drive to a place that he's never met. Like, they just moved to this town. He's never met this girl, the family, nothing. He just drops his daughter off and leaves. And what day and age is it okay to, like, not even know where you're sending your kid? And this girl's not, like, 16 years old or something. She's supposed to be a freshman in high school, like, 14. But still... I just was like, this doesn't seem safe. No, I agree. That was very that that was very weird. Thirdly, Michael did handle this way too calmly finding out, oh, my daughter's at this grown adult woman's house by herself, which why did Erica let this girl into her house? That was kind of sus too. I'm like, yeah, I know you're a nice person. You're not gonna like do anything, but this is a child who is not your own, alone at your house. Michael finds them and he's just like, oh, cool. It's just a weird miscommunication. That was very weird. And then this was the kicker that really just killed me is when Erica does not share that her daughter died for the longest time. Like she's just letting Michael and his daughter talk about Tony, the girl, like she's still alive. and Like, oh, I can't wait to meet her. When's she going to be here? Erica just lets it go on. And it's not, I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? You need to tell these people that she's dead. It was very messed up. I was not, I mean, to me, I mean, it did go on for too long. She should have told them earlier. But I also felt like it's not, they knew most of the movie that she had died. It was like half the movie. Mm. It did not happen that quick. I was thinking it was about the 45 minute mark where they finally found out, which is more than half of the movie. I don't know. I just anyway, think it was real late. I do agree. And you would think that he would be more upset about it. But you also know going into it that these these people are going to end up together. Oh, that was the other thing I disliked. Them ending up together? Not that Erica and Michael ended up together. But the fact that they threw in a neighbor lady and had him dating this neighbor lady for the longest time. While his daughter Grace was getting to know Erica on the sly. I was like, why do we need this other weird relationship going on? That was weird. We don't. That was weird. And then the daughter had to be like, Dad, you need to tell her. I don't. I was just. 
this movie had so many not good parts for me. And by the end, I did not care. It was not emotional for me. I wasn't teary. I wasn't, it wasn't emotional at all because it was all just too weird the way they put everything together. Oh, I I definitely was teary-eyed. I ended up liking the movie because I felt like she got some closure. She did, the, the part that I would take more issue with is she's like, well, she could stay with me for the rest of the school year, which he did take issue with. I, who does that? I agree. That was that, so random. That didn't make any sense to me at all. But I, um, I also, like, the girl I felt like needed Erica's character to, like... The girl needed a friend. She did not need an adult friend. Okay, I was the kid who literally... My best friend when I was in second grade was the 80-year-old lady across the street. So (laughs) this may change. This may be why it doesn't seem as weird. I have... Every neighborhood that I lived in when I was a child... I had old people that I went and hung out with. And I probably hung out with them more than But did your parents age. know these old people? Well, yes, but he ended up knowing her. They you're acting like, you know, it was spread out across the movie, but it was not it was like a week or something. It wasn't like they were talking for months and months and months. That's why I'm like it was to me it didn't seem like it was that long of a time. I just don't think it should have happened. <laughs> They should have reworked something. I don't know. Okay. Like, so let me tell you something her I her didn't teacher like. or something. <laughs> that would have worked out good. Because um, she was a teacher. She was, but at college, like, I think. Right? Yeah. Um, but she could have done tutoring at the school after. Mm-hmm. So, you know. There were a lot of better ways. Okay. So the thing that I thought was really weird mm-hmm. was I did not expect Tony's dad in the ending. So for him to go apply for the job... And then her come up with the idea of something else for them to do so that he doesn't have to move. And then them all working together and opening this cancer, childhood cancer research thing. Where did they get the money for it, first of all? I know. I was like, where did this come from? I think it would have been a fine storyline if they had built up the father's character or her character more to be talking about how they were raising money for this or something. But it was Mm -hmm. like completely out in left field. And then this is how they tied it up with a bow. Yeah. It was just very random. Like for this guy to be the random guy who's going to hire Michael's character. What are the odds? And then for that just all to happen, I was like, no. mm -mm." And then I also, I, I like a flash forward, but I felt like the timeline was off on that. They were releasing the balloons. When were they releasing? Was it meant to be like... Like, it's a flash forward, so was it a whole year later? So it was on the anniversary of the girl's death again? Was it on the anniversary of the mom's death? Was it, you know, I just was like, this is kind of like, why are we doing this? There was like not, like, it didn't really make sense to just randomly be. The only part I liked about those balloons at the end was Michael's character tossing in, these are environmentally friendly biodegradable balloons. See, I did not like that. (laughs) I appreciated it because while the sentiment is nice to release things into the air, they really aren't good for the environment because they no, just come down. and. <laughs> but they probably shouldn't be released anyway, whether they're biodegradable, because some animal could like inhale them and then yeah. choke and suffocate. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, I feel like they're just doing that to cover their bases so that people know, don't just do normal balloons or something like that when we just shouldn't <laughs> be doing it at all. Yeah. Okay. Stars. This is going to get a four. All right. I agree with you. (laughs) 
I like Michael. I like the girl. I really like the science teacher she had. I appreciated his character. Erica was fine, I guess, but mainly for Michael. <laughs> I I put that it was good to see Michael again. I will say I'm kind of tired of always seeing Erica in these movies and mysteries movies. Can we can we not get her into a normal Hallmark movie? Sometimes maybe she's just not lighthearted or funny. She kind of has that look and vibe about her, but I mean, it's not like I know her. Oh, you don't know what else I didn't like about this movie? All the puns. Oh, yeah, they did do a lot of puns. But anyway. And the only joke I can think of is the one from the next movie. Oh. <laughs> okay. That was dumb as well. Yes, it was. Um, So yours is a nonsense. Yep. I'm putting this one as a love because mm-hmm. I did actually really mm-hmm. enjoy it. And I will say, I don't think it was better than <sighs> North to Home movie but no i will say i feel like it was erica's best movie since that movie i haven't cared for the other ones the only one i can think of is the the one where she didn't kiss the guy at the end because her husband that was this that was the christmas one this year we skipped spring but i'd probably only give this one a three for spring i wrote don't know the season for this one because it did not feel super springy and it felt like it was across time you know what i'm saying so it was like yeah i mean spring's across time (sighs) between winter and summer okay so wait a second we need a little christmas was the christmas one color my world with love which was the girl with down syndrome so wait a second i did actually enjoy Uh, that one i would place that one above this for sure north to home then she was in open by christmas also but she was a side character in that one yeah so i don't count that Erica's just not my favorite. For whatever reason, I just don't connect to her. Moving on to the best movie that we've watched this weekend. A Picture of Her, starring Tyler Hines and Rhiannon Fish. Beth unwittingly becomes the subject of an award-winning magazine's cover and goes on a quest to uncover the true identity of the mystery photographer who snapped her photo. And you know what? This storyline was exactly as I thought it was going to be as far as his character. So I'm happy about that. I guess we could just start with storyline. <laughs> well, I mean, our, our our first ones probably go by fast. Set, okay. I'm going to give it a four. I really liked his apartment. I liked the gelato place they went to. The places in LA or wherever they were were kind of cool and different looking. So I gave it a four. I gave it a five. I liked the the ant's flower shop. Oh, yeah. That place too. Mm-hmm. Um, And the market. And then I, I kind of liked that it was... The marina in the mountains and then the L.A., you got de- two different, like, visually they created two different worlds, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I appreciated that when he looked the L.A. part, she looked the, the marina in the mountains part, and <laughs> I felt like it really did well. And it was better than just having, like, I don't really care to go to L.A. It's not that big of a deal. And then yeah. the marina, they do so often. For so real. I don't really care about that either. But to kind of mesh them together and have two different sets, I thought was cool. Mm-hmm. Agreed. And then style, I'm going to give it a five because Tyler was woo <laughs> with the motorcycle, the leather jackets, the glass. It was a whole package. But Rhiannon looked nice, too, in her cute little outfits. <laughs> I gave I wrote Tyler exclamation point, exclamation point, loved everything about his look. Yes. <laughs> his hair was great. <laughs> He didn't, sometimes he starts to get that too high motorcycle helmet looking hair. And this was like PC, but he had the beard. So we were happy Mm -hmm. that the beard is back, you know, Mm -hmm. and he definitely looked the part. He did. 
at the end, I think he has a little bit of a faux hawk thing going on where the sides are shorter and then the I did notice that too. Is longer in the back and top. So I was kind of like, huh, but it's okay because I loved everything about him in this movie. (laughs) I didn't love that part. At the very end, you could see, and I think it was because maybe the hair was growing out at the time. Mm. The back almost looked like getting on the verge of mullet. Yeah. The way it was kind of PC at the end. And I was like, Mm. oh, I don't think I care for that. But I was like, the rest of the hair all looked great. It was just yeah, the very so we're end. just ignoring that. Yeah, so I'm just gonna <laughs> pretend like that didn't happen, and he was just ready for a haircut. And um, as for Rhiannon, I really liked her looks most of the time. There were a couple of looks that I was like, eh. Uh, like there was the one where she was like wearing the shirt dress with the jacket on top, and I just didn't, I didn't think it was the most flattering of thing. But she's beautiful, so she looks great anyway, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, I did feel like they dressed them well though for this opposites attract kind of a thing yeah it was cute all right now we can go on to storyline okay what did you give it because i'm curious i'm giving it a four <gasps> that's what i gave it i thought you might go five <laughs> no i don't give it i didn't give it a five because i actually didn't like the conflict she was like mad that this guy took her photo and then tyler looked like he was going to tell her but then once he couldn't find her instead of calling or texting he just like well I guess I can't tell her. It was just dumb that he was scared. I don't know. Well, I didn't like that conflict. He does tell her. I took the photo off the internet. Yeah, I when he framed it, he should have just left it like I took it and then moved on. So I did not care for the conflict of this movie at all. But otherwise, the rest of it was really cute. Yeah, I knew that he was going to know her. Like I. When the movie started, I was like, obviously they know each other and she doesn't know that it's him. But you know what I was expecting? I kind of thought when she had lived there before, he was going to be someone that she knew from her life before. And they kind of just oh. ran into each other and kind of knew each other. You know what I'm saying? So they, I was kind of expecting them to know each other already a little bit, even if it was only like acquaintances or something like that. But mm. I think the story was fine without that. That's just kind of what I was expecting it to be in it. That was yeah. What it was so. I mean, what I was expecting is what happened, where he was just so taken with her from afar and just had to snap all these photos, and then like he was going to keep that as a private photo, and then accidentally sent it to the magazine. Yeah. yeah. And I'm just like, it's so cute. And then they ran into each other at the dog park, and you can just tell he's like obsessed with her already because she's and like he this quirky, know. cute. He doesn't know at that point. He's asking her on a date, and he doesn't know that the people have gotten the photo either. Yeah. So. So. And they just, he takes her on these dates and he's like, I don't know. It was just so sweet. No, but I agree. It was really cute. I felt like there was a couple of times where she was a little bit verging on too perky, but Mm -hmm. I'm giving her a pass because I'm not going to lie. If he was like asking me out and like really invested in trying to date me, I'd probably be the the same way. way. I mean, when he, they were at his house, because he was he was filling up her water bottle for her. I was like, oh, that's sweet. But then he, like, got obsessed again, like, taking her picture until finally she, like, had to put her hand on him and she's like, I'm embarrassed. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh, this is so cute. Yeah. He just can't take his eyes off her. And I love it. And we got a lot of kisses because of it. <laughs> we did get a lot of kisses. And they were good ones, like, too. 
I know. Rhiannon's a lucky girl. I know. <laughs> so, yeah. I think the only thing about her, which I didn't remember from that Splash of Love movie, did she have that kind of high-pitched, giggly voice in that movie that she does in this one? Because that one kind of verged on annoying to me sometimes. No, and that's kind of where I feel like it was too perky. That's that's You're keying mm-hmm. in on the thing that I felt like I was like, oh, but... I mean, I'd be smitten by him, too. So I don't remember her being that way in the other one, but I don't know that I finished that entire movie either. I meant to go back and finish Mm. it, but I don't think I... Well, and you know, I don't usually love the photograph ones. I have a hard time with them. But I thought this one was really well done. I liked a lot of the aspects of it, and it wasn't like... His his camera was kind of reminiscent of what's that movie with Cindy Busby where she goes to the mountains chasing waterfalls. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And she's carrying this like old school camera, but his felt more like realistic. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. versus her doing all of this hiking to get to these falls that nobody ever gets to see. I felt like him having that and using that to take photos felt more, I don't know, authentic to me. I don't know. I thought it was really well done. Yeah. I mean, it was just, it really did Tyler justice for once. And I mean, other movies have done him justice, but I feel like this is the first one in a while for me. Mm-hmm. So I was very happy with it. I will say I was kind of disappointed there was no flash forward and mm-hmm. we didn't get to see what he decided. Like he didn't even tell her about it, but then I was kind of hoping for a magazine flip through that had the photos that he took with her. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. In, in there? That would have been cute. I just don't but, know that a flash forward would have done much as far as her because she would just still be on this boat with her dad. Yeah, but like if they went, like if they started traveling together, like so she'd start going on trips with him to places mm-hmm. and he goes and shoots this and does that and whatever. And there's like, she's in some of the photos or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that would have been cute. Okay. They just made a good couple. So, so stars, let me guess. Five. I am going to give it a five because they they make a very good convincing couple in Tyler. I agree. <laughs> On a motorcycle. <laughs> I started with Tyler, but, you know, and I'm not usually a motorcycle person. I don't care about motorcycles. I'm not interested in riding motorcycles. But when he pulled up, like when he got on the motorcycle, I was like, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I liked it. But I also found it interesting that Rhiannon was in this movie about being on a boat. And then she was also in The Splash of Love, which was different because she wasn't a fisherman in that movie, but she was out on boats. Yeah, marine biology. Both had orca wells in them, like references. So it was just like, I thought that that was kind of funny. She has a a type of thing. (laughs) Yeah. And then Spring, I'm going to give this one a three. Because of the ants shop of flowers in the flower market, that was like the most spring-like thing. Well, you know, I felt like this was a very valid spring thing to me. I, I'm going to give it a four. Because if you're in Washington or whatever, the springs are going to be like what they look like. Right? Mm-hmm. But when they were in L.A., it was very clearly spring. And she was wearing spring dresses and bright colors and, you know, had great outfits to go with it. And they were doing things outside, bike rides, markets. Farmer's market, whatever. And so I'm going to go for. I can see that. I approve. And it's a love. It's a love. 
obviously this was the best movie. I don't even want to rank the other ones. You're going to go a winning team and then the other one. Yeah. And I'm going to but- go the other way. Catch us in the middle of April. There will be a, uh, an episode released in the middle of April. Don't forget to subscribe. We're taking the month of April off from Instagram. We'll be around seeing things, but we might be delayed in responding. And we will only have one episode in the month of April. So be sure to subscribe so that you get notified when we release episodes. And then we'll be back in May with weekly podcasts. And subscribe, rate, and review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram. Even though we're not going to be as active in the month of April, we will be in May. And then, you know, before we know it, it's going to be Christmas time. We'll be super active. So (laughs) (laughs) we're already jumping to Christmas. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) We're almost halfway through the year already. Not really. We're a quarter of the way. We're a third of the way. A quarter. Yeah, that's the one. (laughs) (laughs) I can't count. Okay. That's all. (laughs) Bye.